Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. The topic, relationships. If we are unhappy without a relationship, we'll probably be unhappy with one as well. A relationship doesn't begin our life. A relationship doesn't become our life. A relationship is a continuation of life. Wow. Um, Wow. Uh, Relationships are the blessing and bane of recovery. Relationships are where we take a recovery show on the road. Each day, we are faced with the prospect of functioning in several different relationships. Sometimes we choose these relationships. Sometimes we don't. Remember Tony Robbins said, choose your friends. You you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. The one choice we usually have in our relationships concerns our own behavior, right? Like continuously looking at my part, uh, which I don't think I've been doing that that much this week. There's a saying, if you blame, you remain. If you praise, you are raised. In recovery from codependency, our goal is to behave in ways that demonstrate responsibility for us. We're learning to acknowledge our power to take care of ourselves in our relationships, We're learning to be intimate with people when possible. Do we need to detach from someone who we've been trying to control? Is there someone we need to talk to, even though what we may have to say may be uncomfortable? Hmm. Is there someone we've been avoiding because we're afraid to take care of ourselves with that person? Do we need to make an amend? Is there someone we need to reach out or show love? Recovery is not done apart from our relationships. Recovery is done by learning to own our power and to take care of ourselves in relationships. Today, I will participate in my relationships to the best of my ability. I will make myself available for closeness and sharing with people I trust. I will ask for what I need and give what feels right. Yeah, so much of recovery is in relationships. And, you know, they always say the the, the opposite of, you know, addiction is connection, you know. And, uh, you, you know, that involves, you know, taking calculated risks good risks you know and just knowing that the healing is done in relationships the next reading also comes from melody Beatty's the language of letting go the topic accepting help some of us have felt so alienated that we've forgotten we're not alone wow yeah um just have to pause and remember that because you know for so many years you know i didn't even know how alone i was till i came into the rooms and how supported i can be you know, in, in, in a group of strangers and, you know, you can be around a group of friends or coworkers and, you know, still very much feel alone. It's not always a physical thing, especially if you're not asking for help. Back to the reading. We've come to believe that we have, have to do it ourselves. Some of us have been abandoned. Some have gone without love. Some of us have gotten used to people never being there for us. You're, you know, I think in my my father's case, I have I haven't gotten used to admitting that he would never was there for me. Back to the reading. Some of us have struggled, had hard lessons to learn. God's there, always ready to help. There is an ample supply of people to care about us too. We will, if we want it, receive love and support, comfort and nurturing. Yeah, I think of think of a couple of friends right now that I can uh, you know, always seem to go to for that. Back to the reading. If we take the risk to ask for it, help is there. We can draw on the strength of our recovery group and allow ourselves to be helped and supported by our higher power. Friends will come. Good friends. We aren't alone and we don't have to do it ourselves. We're not doing it ourselves. There is no shortage of love. Not anymore. Today, God, help me let go of my need to do it alone and my belief that I am alone. Help me tap into your divine power and presence and your resources. 
for love, support, and friendship. Open my eyes and heart so I can see the love, help, and support that there's that there that that's there for me. Sorry about that. Help me know that I am loved. And now we move on to the ACA strengthening my recovery, and we talk about abusive relationships. And another thing I realized was, you know, abuse can be neglect and verbally as well. Back to the reading. We stay in abusive relationships because they resemble how we were raised, sort of like being criticized or perceiving criticism. You know, this is what in the Hoffman process they would be call about transference. We're going along and things seem to be working smoothly. And suddenly, bam, the rug gets pulled out. We feel betrayed by the ones who supposedly love us the most. And we feel stupid for trusting again that things will be better. This can describe what happened in our childhood and can also what happens in our adult relationships. We can experience abuse as an adult, whether it's with our family of origin or another relationship. But, you know, I think abuse from another relationship at least feels similar to the abuse from the family of origin. We may get knocked down emotionally or physically, but with the help of the program, we can now learn to separate ourselves from the abuser. We are not trapped like we were as children. In ACA, we learn to trust and to feel at a level we never experienced before. We have choices to continue to hope the others will change as we continue to be abused or remove ourselves and find a safe haven. There are many levels of safe haven from a shelter to simply being in a meeting with our ACA friends. They're available if we are ready to stand free. On this day, I will choose the best path for my emotional health. I prepare myself to make life-changing decisions to remove myself from my abusive relationships. And the final reading for today's uh, episode comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, the topic, Acting Purposefully. We've seen adult children use the principles of the 12 steps to handle family illness, despair, and death with amazing serenity and faith. Yeah, and I think some of the things is, you know, to look at what my part is to ask for help, um, you know, to put the group's values um, over the individual. And yet, you know, that, and, uh, you know, to turn things over to a higher power. Back to the reading. The beauty of the steps is that they guide us in a recovery from having grown up in a dysfunctional home, providing us with a healthy spiritual base from which to live our lives. When we remain engaged with our recovery by attending meetings regularly and reaching out to other adult children, we maintain a level of spiritual fitness that will assist us in coping with the inevitable challenges we will face. With strengthened spirits, we live from a solid foundation that will not collapse even during times of crisis. Situations and events will come at us unexpectedly, and we will be presented with difficulties and painful circumstances. This is certain. Rather than reacting unconsciously and repeating unhealthy behavior patterns, we act purposely while maintaining our peace. The steps are the tools that help us navigate the uncharted territory that is our life. Steps are designed for living that needs to be done every day. You know, what am I powerless over? You know, who can I ask for help? Um, You know, what does my higher power say? Who am I resentful for? Who could I share that with? What are the, you know, the assets and or the defects? Uh, do I need to make amends? Can I pat myself on the back? You know, prayer, meditation, help, help someone, rinse and repeat, you know? And this was not anything that I was remotely taught in a very neglectful childhood. On that happy note, um, that concludes today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to pause and to use the 12 steps and practice these principles 
in all our affairs.